Thank you for joining us for this week's 908 message. 908 is a contemporary, student-led ministry based out of Concordia St. Paul. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We hope you join us some Wednesday night and are blessed through the words of our speaker. And you guys thought I was joking about the announcements. Um, so tonight, uh, our speaker is someone very special. Uh, they are obviously not a student here. Uh, her name is Lynn Blass, um, and she volunteers with jail ministry. Um, and so we're just going to go ahead and give the floor to her, if you guys can just give a round of applause. to sing songs um, back there crying a little bit um, it's amazing um, what songs can bring up about your past and um, I don't know I really didn't know what I was going to say tonight I got up here and I had a couple notes Ooh, oh gosh um, I want to thank you guys for having me and Ben inviting me and, and Sophia back here came and worked in a jail last summer as part of her schooling and um, riding home in a car and she goes hey you think you'd ever want to come and talk to our 908 and I went oh yeah sure that was summer, and then she sent me an email in September. I said, oh, she remembered. Um, <laughs> so, and then got handed to Ben, and, uh, but I want to thank you for having me. Um, I work in jail ministry. I'm part of a team, Dr. Phil Berger, who is uh, on staff here, a professor, and a woman founded jail ministry um, by, on a mission trip to Ecuador with another woman. Um, and they went to the jails down there, and they said, we got to bring this back up here. And they went to Washington County Jail, which is a short-term jail. It's not prison. It's not like Shakopee Prison, but it's a short-term. Women are in and out. It's kind of a revolving door. You're in for a short time. You serve a little bit. You answer warrants, and then the women go. And so on Friday nights, teams of two women generally go in. We rotate. We have our, our week end that we go in. And we get, to, we get the honor of serving the women in um, presenting the gospel. We can kind of choose our topics, and uh, we our church has been gracious enough to provide us with Bibles if the women do not have them. Uh, and so we get to go and talk about um, what means most to us in an interesting way because um, 
people have a tendency, and I have to admit, um, my husband's here tonight, so I'm going to talk a little bit about my daughter about why I got involved in jail ministry, and then we can kind of go from there. We have a beautiful daughter who's now um, on the other side of this, but in high school, she was heavily involved in drugs and alcohol. And um, long story short, she ended up for some short-term time in jail a couple times, a um, couple DUIs. Um, and one of your song, last song you sang is about um, lay it all down. And story and truth is one night before, the last time before she went into jail, I didn't know what to do because I thought I could fix everything in her life. I'm her mom. I should be able to fix it. Um, so God not only worked on her, has a tendency to work on me. And I literally one night poured myself a big glass of wine and I went out in the deck and I finally said, I, it's literally like this, she's yours, I can't fix her. I can't make it better. I can't fix her, I can't make her stop drinking. I can't, I, I can't. She's yours. There are no words in the English language to describe watching your daughter come out in court in an orange jumpsuit, son or daughter. None. Um, sorry. Um, so that's how I got involved in jail ministry. Um, I wanted someone there who cared about them like I cared about my daughter. And to be able to tell them that Jesus is the only way and so we go, and I'm, I'm going to go digress here. Um, bear with me, please. So what we do, the women, you probably want to know a little bit about the women. Women are all ages, all colors, all races. It's an amazing that, and they, they choose to come. They don't have to come. They come and see us on Friday night, and they come, do we get a Bible? We heard you get a Bible. And so we go from the women who know the Bible way better than I do, the ones who never cracked the cover. And those are the most fun. They're the most precious because they're there and they're a seeker. And um, so we present one of my topics. We talked about the tongue one night. We just talked about the tongue. Powerful weapon. Little thing, very powerful. You've probably all been hurt by words in the past. So we get to talk about that. And one of the women, they'll start comforting the other woman. They'll start saying, well, it says in here, and you get those Holy Spirit goosebumps moments when you just know Jesus is in a room and what comes out of your mouth is not what you had prepared at all. So I don't know if Ben wants to ask a question or because I, I, I feel almost comfortable with a question and answer because that, that gives me a direction to go here. But that's, that's basically what we do in, in jail ministry. We're there for about an hour and we present the gospel. Some do music. They love music. But. Sorry, I uh -huh. failed to say this at the beginning. Uh, this is a little bit different. We want it to, to be somewhat more of like a conversation with you all, just because jail ministry is probably not something a lot of us had have interactions with. Um, and so uh, at this time, like we want to open the floor to you guys. If you have questions for her, um, I'll let you think about that. I have okay. a question. Yes. Um, so for us as students, I think, again, this might be something that's a little bit removed for us, mm -hmm. just because, mm -hmm. I mean, we're here doing work, all that right, stuff. Right. You know, how can we 
be involved in this? How can we support jail ministry, people like you, mm -hmm. or, or do something like that? I mean, we hear that call in scripture. Mm -hmm. um, you know, how, can, how can we do that well? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of things, too, is, is first of all, it's just, it's just there are a lot of people who even who are not in jail that feel they're a throwaway, that they're not valued. And the women in jail have probably burned every bridge with every person who ever loved them. They've run out of money. They've run out of people to call. There is no one to call except the people that they left the life that they now want, say that they want out of. They get dumped out at four in the morning. There's no place to go. Um, this is my struggle, is being able to provide that kind of service. If one of you ever want to go into a service that deals with men and women who come out of jail at three in the morning when they get dumped out on a curb and no one's there to pick them up, come see me, because uh, that, that's really where they need the serv those services. That's what's lacking. Um, but pray for us, too. You know, consider coming. I mean, I don't know what, Sophia, what Sophia has, has shared, if she has it all, but, you know, maybe check, ask her, too, um, about how she, her experience is there. The women love young women. Obviously, you guys have, you have life experiences that are same. I'm, I'm a grandma. And, you know, mom of four, grandma of almost five now. So I'm, a, I'm removed, other than my experiences with my daughter at that point in time. You know, you know what it's more like, what the pressures you're under. I didn't, was not raised in social media and all that, blah, blah, blah. You know, you talked about Spotify. I went, Spotify. But <laughs> I've heard of it, but it makes no sense to me. But so that, and so it, yeah, I think pray too if um, there's a way to raise, I mean, we always need Bibles, even used Bibles. If you don't have a Bible, extra Bible you don't have, we're looking now, because we go through them so quickly, the women are transient, like I said, they come in and they go out. The Bibles are one thing that's never left behind. Our Bibles, we have a women's devotional Bible that we use, and a Jesus Calling book. Um, those Bibles are never left. They're pretty pink, and the women take them. They're hardly ever left. Any extra, so those are things too, if you want even a, a Bible donation. Um, if you've got something at home that you're not using anymore, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's the precious moments, it doesn't matter. And I think at 908 we tend to, to worship, and that's a very active part of what we mm -hmm. do as Christians, but mm -hmm. I think the other half of that is service, mm -hmm. and it's cool to hear yeah. that, that that's one way we can do that. Mm -hmm. uh, does anyone have any questions um, for Lynn tonight? about jail ministry, about her experiences. Um, yes, sir. So when I'm thinking about jail ministry, I think the most prominent thing that stands out to me is like how does the ministry affect the culture in the jail? And I just really want to know more about that. Mm -hmm. Could you tell us more about that? Mm -hmm. It's been our experience that in the jail ministry, one, there's always a, I quit saying that. There's always been a woman who's kind of become, we call her the mother hen in the group, whether older or younger, doesn't matter. But she kind of starts to nurture the gals in her pod, for lack of a better term. They're, they're kind of in pods in the jail, in her pod. And she kind of becomes the go-to person because they'll, they'll have infighting with maybe someone in their pod. And she'll go over and she'll go, no, that's not how we're going to behave in here. And they, they now see, because A, they're clean. I mean, they're, you gotta remember, there's worse places than jail. They're fed, they're dry, they're warm, they're clothed. Some are getting medications that they need for the first time in who knows how long. 
Um, the one story that sticks in my mind most about this is um, a young woman, very physically beautiful. She'd turn the head of any guy. Um, and her story was that um, she shared was a little bit about how she got picked up again the last time. I was in the ditch, didn't have anything on, and they just left me there. I mean, she was thrown out like a piece of garbage by people who supposedly loved her. And your mom, your parents, and this, this is guys too. There was also a jail ministry for the guys too. So it, it's no one is, should be considered human garbage. We all have value. God values us. He died for all of us. And um, so this mother took under her wing, kind of takes her under, and it's quieter. They, they talk about how they read the Bible all day. They have a lot of time. So they read the Bible all day long. A lot of them will read it all day long. And so I can't help but think that, you know, the word never goes out void, so it always comes back, and it's, you know, they've learned to de-escalate in situations because of having been in Bible study if they're there for a few weeks. And so they learn, I know I shouldn't do that. I'm trying hard not to, you know, but behavior's ingrained. Habits are, have been learned ingrained, so they have to learn it just like we do. It's not easy being a Christian. We all go, oops, I shouldn't have said that. It's not easy. The walk is not easy for you or for them. Any other questions? Mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't. Yep, that's okay. Oh, wait, Devin, in the back. Sure. Um, do you ever come across someone who maybe rejects the message of the gospel that you're sharing, and then how do you respond to that? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally have not, but there's been some nights that some of the women report. We take prayer requests, and we pray for them as a team. Um, so every Friday night, the women will put their prayer requests on, and we don't, we'd like them to stay. We don't, they don't have to stay. And so we usually present it, would you rather leave tonight? You know, it sounds like you're not, you're not, you're having tr- issue with this or trouble with this. Do you want, would you like to leave? You know, and, and it's safe nicely, but you know, we're not, we're not there to referee. Um, I'm not there to convince her. Um, I'm just there to present. It's like anything else presented here tonight. The gospel presented, it's, God does the work you don't. You just, you're there to say. And, um, if they hear that, like I said, it never goes out void. Usually someone's angry for a reason, against the gospel for a reason. And then if you can find the reason, but then you need the relationship with that person, you know, more one-on-one. So yes, we've had gang members there, women, um, who are very resistant and we just, we just push the buzzer and, you know, Susan needs to leave and that type of thing, so. But yeah, it's a good question. And some are native. Some na- women are native, and they want to discuss it more. And so we're trying to figure out a way. I found a good website about native beliefs, and it's, it's, it, it's very helpful. Those types of things are helpful to us when we walk in to be able to present the gospel. Any other questions? OK, I think those will be our <clears throat> last one. OK. <clears throat> Excuse me. I have a terrible cold, so forgive me. <clears throat> 
So obviously, um, going into an environment like that, it can be somewhat of a nerve-wracking experience. And I know um, in order to get this message across, it needs to be overcome because that's what we need to do. But I'm just curious, what was that final push for you that got you to do this? What was it that really overcome that nerve of, I could be potentially dealing with violent people or just people flat out rejecting it, period, and having it feel like it went nowhere at all? I have to remember that I didn't become a believer until my 30s, so I was very resistant to the gospel as well. And so I didn't want anything to do with it either. And that's another reason, too, to go in. Um, I know what Christ has done for me. And so in answering that, again, I can't... Is, are you asking about as me going in the jail to start going to ministry? I'm not sure if I understood it exactly correctly. Um, I ignored it for about two years. It kept being, coming up in the, um, what do I want to say? What did you get at church? The pamphlet uh, program. Thank you, bulletin. Thank you. Um, I worked at a school all day with high school kids. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> um, and I go, nope, not doing that, God. You know, it's one of those. And then finally I said, okay, I'll go. You know, it's good. <laughs> and so I went to a meeting and went and... Um, it's funny because when God calls you to those types of things, you think, oh, I'm going to give all this stuff. I'm going to give them all this and give and give. And it changed me more profoundly than I ever thought it would. Um, I have much more grace and mercy with my, my troubled kids at school. I understand them better. They come from circumstances we know nothing about. Everyone's, and Dr. Phil did her dissertation on um, trauma. And almost every woman in jail, and maybe man too as well, has, has serious childhood trauma. I mean, no one wakes up and becomes a drug addict. That's, that's my goal in life. No one does. And yet, look at our society. No one wants to become an alcoholic and end up in jail. Lose my job, lose my cars, my ability to drive. I mean, we almost had a whiskey plate on a, on a company car. By the grace of God, we didn't. So no one, no one goes into that. So that, those are the types of things that drove me. It was more, I wanted to be able to see if I could help. God wanted me to help somebody. I'd been helped. I wanted to help turn around and help somebody else. And just kind of became, I got way more out of it. We come out of there some nights, we're going, man, that was so cool. You know, you, when we talk about the Holy Spirit goosebumps, I mean, if you've experienced that, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When your hand goes up in here, and you know it's not you talking, it's not you singing, it's not, not you I mean, those are the kinds of things you just, I mean, wow, God lets us get a part of that. How cool is that? We get to be part of that. I, there's just nothing better. I've jumped, I've parachuted out of an airplane. It's, it doesn't compare. It doesn't compare. To just seeing them, the light come on or the tears that you know you've struck a chord with them and reached their heart somewhere, some pain somewhere. And then they write the most poignant prayer requests and almost always for other people it's never for them it's their children, their parents who are dying I mean they they're just like us they're just there we're only one pill, one drink one bad decision from being there we all are and it's hard but I think 
by the grace of God, you won't be. I hope you never are. You may know someone who's been there. It's, not, it's painful and it's hard, but God is so good in that place. It's calm when we go in there. It's, it's just calm almost every Friday night. It's amazing. Thank you so much, Lynn. You're welcome. Thanks, guys, for having me. To uh, our time of prayer, go ahead and get into small groups and, and pray with one another. God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. Go in peace.